Hi, I play today's me, Alan Smith, but we supply stories with the day's paper on Wednesday, December 22nd. So, <clears throat> front page of the paper today is a blue January for all as Hogmanay events cancelled. So, Scotland's Hogmanay celebrations have taken a hammer in following Nicola Sturgeon's decision to cancel large events in an effort to slow the wildfire-like spread of Omicron. Sporting events will effectively be spectator-free for three weeks <coughs> for December 26th, with the 500 fan restrictions prompting calls for a football shutdown and Aberdeen FC estimating the measures could cost him £500,000. Indoor seated events will be open to just 200 folk, um, putting an array of concerts and shows in immediate jeopardy. Uh, already Aberdeen Performing Arts has announced His Majesty's Theatre, the Music Hall and Elementary will close for three weeks for Boxing Day and some shows at P&J Live have been postponed. And the First Minister said the high transmissibility of Omicron meant large gatherings have the potential to become very rapid super spreader events. Funding total, totaling £375 million will be made available to offset some of the economic damage to the businesses. Ms Sturgeon said the measures would protect Christmas Day and the return to school in January. So, well, there we go. I think it's probably the worst kept secret um, there's been for a while that um, the politicians were just um, itching to put another um, lockdown, if you like. So there it goes for as soon as Christmas is by, it's um, back to uh, some of the ways it was a force, which is about a disaster for sports and shows and stuff like that. Um, you know, but if hopefully they'll look at the data that's coming through and if it shows it's maybe not as bad as what they thought, you know, they might um, ease up a little bit because it's, um, you know, kind of keep on doing this, like open and closing, open and closing, and then um, again, businesses don't account for that. There's so many things are going to go bust, and okay, fair enough, they're offering them some money, but it's just a drop in ocean to fit some of the businesses are losing. So, you know, it's this nice for anybody really but um, you know like I say fingers crossed they'll get uh, some more reliable data and some more up to date stuff and they'll see that it's maybe not as bad as what they were fearing so that would be the best case scenario I hope that turns out to be true <clears throat> now here's a Scottish comedian Fern is top of the tweets so comedian Fern Brady is the most influential Scottish Twitter user according to analysis by a communications agency <clears throat> One tweet earned the Bathgate-born comedian well over 80,000 likes after she revealed she had been wearing her builder's hoodie and they had boyfriends, as she thought. Okay. Um, communications agency Space said it was the strength of tweets like this <clears throat> going viral, which put her top of the Scots. Uh, Spay looked at Scottish Twitter users who had more than 10,000 followers, were not politicians, and had tweeted more than 10 times in the past year and tracked how many likes, comments, and retweets they had. Uh, sport and comedy dominated the top of the rankings and making their way into the list are Aston Villa player and Scotland captain John McGinn in at number two and Arsenal and Scotland football player Jen Beatty at three. Uh, Tom Watford's head of digital at Spay uh, said Fern uh, Brady is brilliant at Twitter. Her jokes and anecdotes work perfectly for the format and she's found a huge audience online. He added, the numbers of followers is only part of what makes social media accounts effective. We wanted to understand how active and interested those followers were in the tweets of different Scottish personalities. So, well, 
that certainly is, is the way things are going. If you've got a, you know, a big online following, you're certainly made now. But um, I'll have to have a look and see if it, um, if she's got any other funny anecdotes. Are certainly funny or not, in uh, my point of view. <clears throat> now here's a shocker: a roundabout completion pushed back. So long-awaited improvements in the Harrigan roundabout in Aberdeen will not be completed before the spring, as the Scottish government blames recent bad weather for this latest delay in the project. And what is a sixth change to the expected finish date since plans emerge, Transport Minister Graham Day has confirmed the notorious roundabout will not be clear a disruption until March. The so-called Harrigan Bypass, a new road linking North Anderson Drive to Achmel Road, was previously hoped to be open this winter. But Mr Day, in a letter to North East MSPs, confirmed the £18 million work um, around what was once named one of the UK's worst roundabouts would creep into the spring. Um, so, well, there we go. They're blaming them, Storm, our uh, winning Storm Barra for um, holding them up in a new position. Fair enough, a couple of days, but, you know, it's only named months. But anyway, I suppose folk in Aberdeen's waited uh, about 30 years for us uh, Hardigan to be sorted, so another two or three months when they make a huge difference in I suppose. Now here's a, a bit of a big gag for um, folk who was wondering if I was going to be the new boss of um, Scott Real, because it's um, John Maguire, which is his name really is experienced. So union leaders have hit out at the staggering appointment of a new chief of operating officer for Scott Real with Nair Railways experience. <clears throat> John Maguire will take up the role on day one of the newly state-owned train operator on April the 1st next year. Aha, maybe maybe that's something to do with April the 1st. <clears throat> she is currently Resources Vice-Principal at the University of the West of Scotland, responsible for finance, human resources, information services and health and safety. According to a university profile, Ms Maguire has vast experience in human resources, including as HR Director at City of Glasgow College, and as head of HR for global food manufacturing company Bacavor Group. But ministers have come under fire over her appointment at ScotRail after it emerged as experience in railways. Train drivers union Aslef described the appointment as a huge error. Um, Kevin Lindsay, Aslef Scotland organiser, said the appointment of a chief operating officer with not one day's experience from within the railway is staggering. Scotland has a chance to build its new publicly operated railway properly, Yet ScotRail and the Scottish Government have made a huge error before the first train has left the station. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me, well, we shall just see about that because it's um, maybe if her skill is in um, dealing with people, um, maybe she'll manage to get the trains to be a bit more effective and around closer to time and just be a bit more efficient. That's all everybody's asking for. Um, so maybe just because she can't drive a train or necessarily um, care enough a lot about railways I'm sure she'll be, be uh, pretty quick in uptake so anyway nothing like uh, a nice welcome into a new job so um, for the folk you're going to be working with so we'll see how she goes on but good luck to her anyway because I think she might be just looking at it with a fresh set of eyes and fuckers that might just be for the, the whole thing needs now here's a guy um Divorce settlement. The, <coughs> the ruler of Dubai's ex-wife is to receive two hundred fifty-one million pound. <coughs> the ruler of Dubai has been ordered to pay around five hundred fifty million to his former wife and their two children, in what is thought to be the largest award of its kind ordered by an English court. Sheikh Mohammed uh, will now have to pay two hundred fifty-one point five million to his sixth wife, 
Princess Haya bint Al Hussein, uh, as well as making ongoing payments for their children for are 14 and 9. In a ruling published yesterday, <coughs> Mr Justice Moore said the further payments are underpinned by a bank guarantee of £290 million to cover the children's maintenance and security as adults. However, the total amount they receive could be more or less depending on several factors, including how long they live or if they reconcile with their father. Um, the total award is believed to be the largest ever ordered by an English court following a divorce, surpassing the £450 million pound awarded to a Russian native in 2016. So, God, that's a fair hillock for him to pay out, but, um, you know, hopefully his first five wives didn't, didn't um, like to get them um, fair. So, Cricky <clears throat> will kind of see a big uh, Bentley or Rolls Royce up at Thames and Carbooter, sort of. He's, I mean, still going to market payments, but fair heap. Now, just finish up with sport as normal, and then... Um, Obviously, the back page is uh, to be frozen out. The attendance is cut to five hundred. This first minister looks to combat virus uh, surge. So Aberdeen were just saying, like you know, they'll have um, games against uh, Dundee and Rangers. They'll get a lose on for sure, and then um, probably get be doing about five hundred thousand pounds. So it's a lot for like a well for any club, but you know, for a club like Aberdeen, it's um, if I have just announced like losses of five million pound for last year, uh, to lose half a million pound in. You know, the next couple of weeks is not a great start, but uh, you know, like I said, as I said before, fingers crossed, the the date will come in and it'll show us maybe not quite as severe as I thought, and they can we can get back to get out in the boot again and get crowds back to fit. so that has scuppered my first visit to Toddy for a long time. I had um, daughter and her boyfriend kindly bought us tickets for uh, uh, Sunday's game against Dundee, but well, well, we're they're not keen to get up at four o'clock and be in the first five hundred, so. We'll just have to give it a mess, which is a shame. And then, all the same, come on, everybody. No, that's me done for the day now. Just a wee surprise to visit today's present journal on um, Wednesday, 22nd of December. Name I call me a sleeps now till Sunday comes, so that is good. Um, and it was a, a very pleasant day today with my, my daughter and her boyfriend finally uh, made it up for London, didn't get here last Christmas. So, um, fine, please, they've made it up at this time. So, we'll have a hail. Uh, shing bang of the Smiths at, uh, for Christmas Day this year, so that is uh, good news for um, one of the politicians could um, spoil it again, I think, to our fear to do anything with Christmas time, because it's just like folk would just be up in arms, I think, so. Anyway, <coughs> um, fine, please, everybody's here, and, you know, thanks very much for listening to this podcast. It's um, been a very nippy kind of day up in Aberdeen today, but bright, and um, they're raining, or they're not snow yet, but they're buckle folks speaking about it. So, as I say, thanks for listening to this podcast. I um, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please uh, tell somebody. And, um, you know, forever about in the world divide, if they might like to listen to it once or twice a week, that would be just great. Um, subscribe if you can, and leave a review if you have, uh, have the inclination to it. Um, that's great. Cheers now. Thanks very much. Toodaloo. Put the Longfield, Nellfield, Manorfield and Manorfield Lights of local stories that you've made in a hill